This is MJ. Welcome to another WriterCast episode 13. This time I will be discussing Commander Forze as I sample the debut of every single Heisei-era Common Rider. So, starting off with the meta information, Common Rider Forze aired from September 4th, 2011 to August 26th, 2012. The first two episodes were written by Kazuki uh, Nakashima and directed by Kuichi Sakamoto. Let's see, the OP is called Switch On, and it's a pretty cool song. Oh, it says, performed by Ana Tsuchiya. That's something I can understand. Lyrics are by uh, Shoko Fujibayashi. Composure was Tatsuo of Everest. Um, and I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> the uh, Something I wanted to mention that I find interesting is that Kazuki Nakashima is, um, among other things, uh, he was a writer on Common Rider Double. Uh, he also worked on Tengen, Topa, Gurren Lagan, and Kill a Kill. I've never seen either of those, but I've heard rave reviews about them. I even have a friend who's uh, very much not an otaku at all. He's very much normie, and he loves um, Gurren Lagan. And he suggested that I watch it. Just having it. He also likes Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, or both of them. I can't remember now. But regardless, um, you know, kind of a big deal. Anyway, uh, suit actors. Uh, Seiji Takawa portrays Commander Forze, and mm, I'm not going to mention anybody else right now. My little secret that I'll keep. The premise of Commander Forze is that Uta Hoshikengo and Yuki Joji are trying to stop the uh, Zodiarts who abuse cosmic power concentrated in uh, Astro switches that uh, Udahoshi or that Kengo has a bunch of and uh, these evil switches that uh, Zodiart switches you could call them that are in possession of somebody lurking around Amanagawa High School um, and distributing them to the student body including an old man in an egg chair um, Anyway, they want to fight against these guys. Um, <laughs> Gintaro Kisaragi ends up transferring into school. Um, he's an interesting fellow, and he gets himself involved in the situation and decides to fight against the Zodiarts because Kengo, who is kind of uh, an invalid, he's got an ailing body uh, that can't handle it all. Um, he can't uh, He can't be Forze. It's too much strain on him, so uh, Gintaro... Uh, who wants to befriend everybody, uh, befriends him, uh, <laughs> uh, sort of despite him, and then also decides to go ahead and help him. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm going to say the premise of Common Rider Forze is. The cast of Common Rider Forze is pretty interesting. I already described Gentro and his desire to uh, befriend everybody at the school. Apparently when he, was, he and Yuki were kids, uh, he decided that he was going to have 100 friends, and then he tells her, hey, I've got 1,000 friends. And uh, beyond that, he says he's going to become friends with everybody in the high school. And uh, he's chipper, he's enthusiastic, he has a very fun personality and he's a little wild uh, he looks like a, a i think they call it boncho which is like a yusuke and kuwabara um from yu Hakusho. that's my point of reference it's you know school level gang members and i don't know they tussle and do things like that and you know try to live free and be happy and stuff which is great um 
and uh, he he brings that um, all that attitude with him, and he's a very bold character. It's funny when he. Uh, well, anyway, I'll, I'll move on to talking about Kengo next. So Kengo is irascible. He's so Yuki is his friend somehow, uh, probably because she's a competent. Uh, smart geek, and uh, I don't know, maybe driven and ambitious too, but she's very poppy, and uh, it's kind of shocking that they would be friends because of the, per- the personality clash, you know, between the two of them. But, uh, you know, he's rude. He, he rejects the uh, amorous advances of a girl um, when <laughs> Kentro says that he's going to befriend him and, you know, calls him bro and even says his name and stuff. He, you know, pushes back and he chafes at all that, and he even says this great line, which is like, don't put my name in your mouth. <laughs> which I absolutely love, um, or like get my name out of your mouth, that kind of thing. Um, very, very fun, like, uh, I don't know, like a counter character, an anti-hero type thing uh, is going on with him. So I really like his dynamic. But then he's got this tragic backstory that I won't really go into too much um, that makes him a really compelling character as well. So he's complicated, and I like it. So uh, Yuki Jojima, like I said, uh, she is, or is it Yuki Joji? Anyway, uh, the um, she's peppy. She's got a lot of spunk. Uh, she's a very fun character. Um, she knows Gintaro from way back when, and uh, I don't know. She's got like a really good energy. Like I, I wonder how much of the energy that she's channeling is like, or that the character represents is from the actress versus uh, just that's how she acts. And what I mean is like how much of that is her natural personality because she's like super super bubbly. Um, which is a lot of fun. Um, and uh, she seems to be kind of like a peace... Well, no, she is a peacemaker, and she seeks to make peace between Gentaro and Kengo, and she even introduced them to each other because she thought they would be a good pair, which is interesting because, to me, it means she's got, like, a decent emotional intelligence and, like, has an insight into how people function. Of course, she's known each of them for some period, although she makes this interesting remark about Gentaro seeming different from before when they knew each other. Anyway... Uh, we have this goth girl who pops up. Um, I know her name is Nozomi. Or, anyway, I, it's been a while since I've seen Forza, and they don't name her in this episode. But um, she uh, represents right now, to me, a lot of flavor of things to come in the show or, like, just how weird and wild um, Amanogawa High School gets to be. And that's something that I really enjoyed. And I think the school has a character, and it's... Uh, like a composite character based on all the weird and outlandish characters who appear in the show, like the goth girl, and like the uh, captain of the American football team, uh, Shun, and Miu, the queen of Amanagawa High School, who's a cheerleader and whatnot. They're a couple, a power couple, and there's even this uh, teacher, Osugi, who, um, he's the guy with the suspenders, really skinny. Anyway, he, uh, like, kowtows to them. <laughs> he uh, just treats them with all this... Uh, deference and it's really gross to see as a person who was a nerd in high school i identify with the person who was the uh switcher uh which is the person who turned into the zodiac but i'll talk about that later i think at the end um something else really interesting uh that i i like i said the, the school has like a character and it's a composite of all these other people like they have sex they have cliques uh they have all these different groups and in the lunchroom gentro doesn't get that and yuki has to come along and explain that to him and that's a really fun element because that's uh that's pretty accurate. I don't know if in other Japanese high schools it's like that or not, but that's definitely how it is here in the States, or at least in the high schools I went to. So, um, Anyway, by the end of episode two, <clears throat> there's an uneasy alliance, so to speak, between Kengo and Gintaro and Yuki. Uh, but Yuki, of course, is the one bringing them together anyway, so it's not like she's, you know, 
it's not like it's actually rough, you know, from her perspective. But um, just Kego's got this dismissive attitude, and he is begrudgingly working with Gentaro, and uh, definitely doesn't want to call them, you know, say that they're friends at this point, which uh, is a lot of fun, and I like the clash of their two personalities. I really enjoyed the design that's present in Commander Forze. There's not too too much to talk about because they only feature some of their items, but like. Uh, there's Power Dizer, which turns into a big robot for fighting Zodi or yeah Zodiarts, and uh, it has a vehicle mode and it has a launcher mode, and it it's uh, bright and yellow and dumb, and uh, it's yeah it's just cool, um, and uh, yeah I, that was a lot of fun. It's it's a very ridiculous item. And I want to know like you know did a high schooler build this? You know where did this come from? I don't know. Then they've got this weird hamburger. I think uh, Kengo calls it burger meal, and he sticks a switch in it, and it has a camera, and it can record stuff and project stuff, and it spies on the school for him. It seeks out the the zodiart, and then he uses it later in a fight to like analyze the zodiart and find a weak point. Uh, and then there's the Forze driver, which is pretty cool. It's like gray. It's clear-ish gray, and it has uh, like a diagram of Forze's body, and it shows what the four switches that go into it. You know, they affect the two arms and the two legs. It shows how they do that and uh like shows when they're activated and some light comes out of it and stuff to um show the different powers that he's activating by activating the switches speaking of switches you've got evil switches zodiac switches that the uh, glowy eye guy has and there's this last one thing that happens where it mutates somehow and it gets all spiky and weird and creepy looking and then the user the switcher uses it and then they turn into a monster but their body is left behind so it's like their mind or their soul enters the zodiac's body and their body is left behind and that's really cool creepy and wonderful like i like to say all the time uh and then i really enjoyed the design work on um pocahontas no uh, hercules no not hercules ah orion yes uh, he's got a big beard, he's all red, he's got all these cool lines on his armor, these interesting details, plus he has the zodiac, uh, the zodiac pattern, or not the zodiac pattern, but the constellation pattern on him, uh, which is really neat. And then, uh, like, they do something ridiculous in the show, they go into space, that, you know, Power Dizer launches them into space, and then Forza uses his powers to destroy the uh, zodiac and uh, get the switch and destroy that and stuff, and that's really, like, wild and weird and crazy. Uh, another wild, weird, crazy thing is that they include reference to other common writers as urban legends, even uh, Riku Sanjo's, um, you know, Futo guys, uh, which is pretty fun. So overall, Common Rider Forze, I'm going to say I liked it. It's good. It's weird. It's quirky. Um, I think the show definitely pushes, uh, like, the humor is well executed, but the characters are, like, ridiculous. They're cartoonish even to some extent. And... That's kind of fun, especially because that's mostly the background characters or the more bit characters. You've got extras like teachers um, and other kids in the school. Uh, like this is one bit where um, for Gentaro is looking for information on who the Zodiart might be, uh, who the Switcher is, and it turns out that um, he runs into these tough guys and they end up having a, like a full-on fight. Um, and then he like gets abducted by the football team and then they beat him up and stuff. And then the Zodiart comes and, and you know gets in the way and stuff. So it's like really interesting and it sets up character arcs for people like Shun and Mew who are in the opening who apparently become part of Forze's team so that's pretty interesting um and anyway one of the things I liked most about it was that Miura the guy who was the switcher who became um Orion he hated the school because of the attitude that the teachers um had towards Shun and Mew and uh, because of the ill treatment he got from Shun. And, like, he loves football, but Shun keeps him away from the ball and, like, won't let him play. And he, like, kisses 
He's he's a brown noser. He's doing he's a sycophant. He, he's doing the best he can to make himself pleasing to Shun uh, Daimonji so that he can end up being in the game and playing. Um, but it isn't happening because the realities are, even when you have dreams, uh, people don't always want... Sometimes your dreams get in the way of other people's goals or desires or their dreams, and there's a conflict over that, unfortunately, especially in the closed cycle world of high school where um, things can be at their worst, uh, depending on the situation, depending on uh, you know how lucky you are or unlucky you are. And I like how they identified that and how at the end of the fight with Miura... Um, you know, Forze destroys the switch, he unswitches it, and then he goes over to him and uh, he, like, he accepts him and embraces him. They don't literally hug, but, like, the whole group is around Mira and they're supporting him and trying to help him. And uh, there's, like, a theme of redemption I can see popping up, maybe, hopefully, uh, from Forze. I mean, that, that might just be a little me, a little bit too much of me bringing other me in who has seen all of Forze. But, like, I, the sense of redemption being a thing possible uh is here um it's in the structure of the way the zodiacs are, are set up and that's really exciting to me um and it's something i really enjoy about the show and i find it extremely endearing and uh it honestly makes forza uh, pretty interesting uh from the start it feels very different from every other common writer um i've seen so far and it feels very different in a lot of positive ways and that makes me happy so that's enough for me. Uh, what do you like about Kamen Rider Forze? Did you enjoy this debut? You can even go into spoilers if you want. Um, talk about stuff later from, from later in the show. Um, who's your favorite character? Uh, whose uh, turn or befriending do you like the most? I guess you could say. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that's all I'm going to ask for now. So just a couple questions there. Um, if you are uh, listening to this, you uh, can now get it through iTunes. There's going to be a link in the post, uh, the show post, uh, if you don't already have that. And um, if you're watching the video, uh, thank you very much. Oh, also, you can comment on, on the blog, you know, on the on mjmunoz.com, which is where I have this. Uh, but you can also get the RSS for iTunes and, and everything else, or a, a couple other things. And I'll, I'll keep adding to that as time goes on. Uh, but if you're on YouTube um, and you enjoyed this, please uh, give me a thumbs up. Uh, participate, engage by uh, commenting below. And uh, you can also uh, share this to help me grow the show, help me grow the channel. I saw when I put the a couple of my other podcasts on iTunes, the numbers like tripled or quadrupled what I had already. So hopefully the reach of this will be uh, gaining soon because I would really love that. Um, I'd love to grow the audience and, you know, get to discuss and share my thoughts about Tokusatsu with more people. Um, so anyway, uh, engagement's great. And then, you know, that'll help me if you engage with what I've putting out here. Uh, and uh, if not, uh, or, you know, once you've done that, if you want to help yourself, you can subscribe and ring the notification bell uh, so that you get uh, notice of every time I release another writer cast or Going Ultra, which is coming back, or King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, or one of my random CW uh, superhero shows or whatever it is. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, until next time, be well.